This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Praise the Lord. Dr. Hansen, good evening to you. Hey, good evening, Shannon. Hey, thank you for standing by for me. Everybody, welcome aboard. We're honored to be back here tonight with Dr. Jonathan Hansen and simulcast the World Ministries International stream here on Friday, May 28, 2021. Dr. Hansen, over to you. Well, thank you, Shannon. I want to welcome all of those that are on our warning programs, wherever you're watching or listening, welcome. Also, again, uh, Shannon Davis, Omega Man Radio, is hosting and uh, we appreciate his ministry very much. We have a good program tonight. Different topics. One is censorship. Two, 86% of children have an adverse reaction to COVID vaccines. The Rare Foundation USA. COVID, COVID vaccinated people did in two years. 6% of Americans have a biblical worldview. I'm going to close with living under God's authority. Now let's start with an update. Natural News apologizes for and removes today's feature article, which was misconstrued. Full explanation, Thursday, May 27, 2021, by Mike Adams. Tags health freedom Medical tyranny, medical violence. Natural News. Earlier this morning, Natural News published an article calling for Nuremberg-style trials for researchers who use human children for medical experiments. The article called for court hearings, prosecutions, punishments against those who carry out these crimes against humanity in much the same way that Nazi war criminals were prosecuted. The article was misconstrued as calling for violence against vaccine researchers, even though it specifically emphasized court-ordered prosecutions and punishments, and additionally called for due process so that society could decide the punishments for those engaging in medical violence against children. We now live in an era when Anyone calling for a merit-based society founded is accused of, quote, hate speech, unquote. Well, anyone calling for court-ordered punishments and sentences against people found guilty of crimes against humanity is call, accused of, quote, calling for violence, unquote. As a result, Natural News and myself 
are being viciously attacked for daring to call for prosecutions against those who use human, children, and medical experiments. We specifically do not call for violence against anyone. Our goal is to end medical violence against children. To end this medical violence, we believe that courts must prosecute those responsible for carrying out medical experiments on children. We do not believe in vigilante justice, and I emphasize repeatedly that violence is the wrong approach to solve these problems. I also have emphasized that I call for myself and others to honor the court's decisions on such prosecutions. Nevertheless, we apologize for not stating our position more clearly, and we have removed the article in question. We plan to restate this in a more meaningful way that will not be misinterpreted. It says the FDA documents presented in the article are, of course, extremely alarming, as they show 86% of children aged 12 to 15 years old suffering adverse reactions from COVID vaccines. The fact that so many children are being harmed does not seem to bother anyone involved in vaccine research. And they continue to push the use of children as human guinea pigs for dangerous medical experiments. Those who speak out against this practice are targeted and threatened as we are being threatened now. There is a war being waged on humanity. And those who are working to protect innocent lives and stop the injection of spike protein bioweapons is being targeted and criminalized. As a publisher of Natural News, I want to protect innocent lives, halt vaccine violence against children, and restore health freedom in America. This is why I am being targeted, and this is why Natural News is being silenced. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I could continue to read, but I'm going to move on. We are in a very dangerous time in America. We're in a dangerous time around the world. I believe, as I've stated dogmatically, that these vaccines are not necessary. I believe they're wrong. I believe they're harmful. I believe that COVID is nothing more than a tool being used to control mankind, to take away our freedoms, to move the world into a new world order, again, the book of Revelation talks about a one-world government. Another article, FDA document reveals 86% of children who participated in Pfizer COVID vaccine trials experienced adverse reactions. Natural News, a publicly available FDA fact sheet document reveals 86% of children who participated in a Pfizer COVID vaccine trial reported adverse reactions ranging from mild to serious. As part of the vaccine experiments, children aged 12 to 15 are being injected with mRNA sequences that take control of their cells, causing them to churn out our spike proteins into their blood. Spike proteins cause vascular disease and blood clots. Even the Jonas Salk Institute conclusively identifies spike proteins as the culprit behind vascular disease and blood clots. This is all openly admitted by the FDA. 
A, which has published extremely disturbing reports of adverse reactions experienced by children in a Pfizer COVID vaccine. Fact sheet labeled 144413. Now you can see the original FDA document. In case the FDA removes this sheet, they've Natural News has archived it on the servers. Now, FDA admits mRNA vaccines cause adverse reactions in 86% of children, but it calls it safe anyway. The Pfizer page at the FDA provides links to all the fact sheets and press releases where the FDA celebrates expanding its emergency use authorization to children aged 12 to 15. The fact sheet contains the following table that details the alarming rate of side effects and damage experienced by 12 to 15-year-olds who were given the mRNA injections. 1,127 children were given the first dose of the vaccine. 1,097 children received the second dose. What happened to the 30 children who did not show up for the second dose? Did they die? Why were they removed from the second dose? Among those children injected with the mRNA vaccine medical experiment, again, I think we should note medical experiment, a shocking 86% experienced side effects. Nearly 44 suffered moderate side effects defined as interfering with activity. 66% of the children experienced fever. 65% suffered headaches. Other side effects experienced by these children are, as part of these medical experiments include chills, vomiting, diarrhea, fever, muscle pain, even joint pain. Even after 86% of children experienced such side effects, after being injected with the first dose, researchers continued to inject the children with a second dose. The FDA claims it's all about protecting children while pushing more vaccine sales to generate billions of dollars in profits for Pfizer. The FDA claims in its celebratory press release that expanding Pfizer experimental vaccine to 12 to 15 year olds is a kind of breakthrough, not a crime against children. The FDA's expansion of the emergency use authorization for Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine to include adolescents 12 to 15 years of age is a significant step in the fight against the COVID-19 pandemic, said Acting FDA Commissioner Janet Woodcock, MD. Today's action allows for a younger population to be protected from COVID-19, bringing us closer to returning to a sense of normalcy and to ending the pandemic. Parents and guardians can rest assured that the agency undertook a rigorous and thorough review of all available data as we have with all our COVID-19 vaccine emergency use authorizations. How in the world can they say such things with 86% suffering adverse reactions? 80 Six percent. And 
nearly 44 suffered moderate side effects. That's defined as interfering with activity. 66% of children experience fever, 65 headaches. Again, other side effects. The children experienced were chills, vomiting, diarrhea, fever, muscle pain, and even joint pain. Wow. Says vaccine medical experiments are harming children in the name of big pharma profits. When it comes to mRNA vaccine trials in the USA, when serious reactions such as facial paralysis are identified in a vaccinated group, the FDA, presumably the researchers, dismiss them as coincidence from the FDA's own document. Facial paralysis? Wow! Listen to this, Bell's palsy which is facial paralysis, was reported by four participants in the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine groups. Onset of the facial paralysis was day 37 after dose one. Participant did not receive dose two. Days three, nine, and 48 after dose two. And no case of Paul's uh, Bell's palsy were reported in the placebo group. No matter what horrific side effects are caused by the vaccine experiment, they're being dismissed and ignored. After all, there are billions of dollars to be earned from authorizing vaccines widespread use in children. This FDA document even admits the vaccine is not approved and may cause serious injury or even death. Are you listening to that, people? Serious injury or death. The FDA has authorized the emergency use of the Pfizer, BioNTech, COVID-19 vaccine, which is not FDA-approved vaccine. Adverse reactions in clinical trials following the Pfizer, BioNTech, COVID-19 vaccine have reported in clinical trials include injection site, pain, fatigue, headache, Muscle pain, chills, joint pain, fever, injection site swelling, injection site redness, nausea, on and on. Ladies and gentlemen, you can see the full EUA prescribing information. Adverse reactions in the post-authorization exper experience. Severe allergic reactions, including and other hypersensitivity reactions, rash, Paretitis, angioedema, diarrhea, vomiting, pain in extremities, the arms, have been reported following administration of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine outside of clinical trials. Additional adverse reactions, some of which may be serious, may have been apparent with more widespread use. The FDA also admits that life-threatening shock may occur following the vaccine, or that the vaccine recipients may lose consciousness. Wow. Says fainting may occur in association with administration of injectable vaccines, in particular in adolescence. Procedures should be in place to avoid injury from fainting. Any rational person, after re reading this fact sheet from the FDA, would express serious concern 
over the continued recruitment and exploitation of children as human guinea pigs in vaccine medical experiments. You know, this is what Hitler did. It just experimented with children and other people groups. Ladies and gentlemen, this makes me sick. It should make you sick. Rare Foundation USA. Ray, it says, rise, align, ignite, reclaim. That's what Rare Foundation USA. Rise, align, ignite, reclaim. I read, quote, COVID vaccinated people within two years. All vaccinated people will die within two years. Nobel laureate, French name, L-U-C is his first name. Then the last name is spelled M-O-N-T-A-G-N-I-E-R. This guy has pages of honors associated with him. Brilliant man. He has confirmed that there is no chance of survival for people who have received any form of the vaccine. In the shocking interview, the world's leading virologist stated bluntly, quote, there is no hope and no possible treatment for those who have already been vaccinated, we must be prepared to cremate the bodies. Unquote. The scientific genius backed up the claims of other uh, virologists after studying the ingredients of the vaccine. Quote, they will die from antibody-dependent enhancement. That is all that can be said on Quotes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a Christian out there, you've already taken the vaccine. I do believe in miracles, and you need to call on God for protection, for healing, for a miracle. Wikipedia, you can look up this Frenchman. Again, I spell his first name L U C, then his last name M O N T A G N I E R. Again, if you want to look it up, Wikipedia, L-U-C, M-O-N-T-A-G-N-I-E-R. A French virologist, joint recipient of the 2008 Nobel Prize in medicine for his discovery of the human uh, immunodeferency virus. He's been promoted uh, several controversial and... Um, Claims surrounding vaccinations, homotherapy, and COVID-19 pandemic. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this, this man is just brilliant. I have 10 pages, 10 pages uh, on him. His awards, his honors, his studies. And we could, we could take the next 40 minutes just reading his accolades. He is brilliant. Now, obviously, they are trying to uh, disgrace him right now. But uh, he's a brilliant, brilliant man and a virologist. He's the one that stated dogmatically. And I'll read it again. I don't want to cause fear, but I do want to give a strong warning. And if you've taken it, you need to call on God for mercy and grace. He says all vaccinated people will die within two years. He says, there is no chance of survival for people who have received any form of the vaccine. In the shocking interview, the world's leading virologist said bluntly, there is, quote, no hope 
and no possibility of treatment for those who have already been vaccinated. We must be prepared to cremate the bodies, unquote. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that is really a strong, strong statement. Another article, the Christian Post. Only 6% of Americans have a biblical worldview. Research from George Barna finds only 6% of Americans have a biblical worldview. According to research from a notable evangelical poster, George Barna released as part of a new endeavor with the Christian Conservative Advocacy Organization Family Research Council. FRC President Tony Perkins said that the center is designed to give Christians a firm foundation so they can engage a culture by being rooted in God's word. Wow. Now, what, what I think you need to note, again, 6% of Americans have a biblical worldview. Ladies and gentlemen, we live in a pagan nation in the United States of America. Pagan. Half of the churches, I've gone over this many times, are under the Federal Council of Churches. Those are the mainline churches. That's a Marxist covering. They cover the National Council of Churches, the Geneva-based World Council of Churches. That's why they back sins of abomination, abortion, homosexuality, lesbianism, transgender. These are sins that bring damnation and judgment on a person and nation just like Sodom and Gomorrah. And half of the churches are under it. The mainline churches. Get out of these mainline churches. The other half, still you only have 6% with a biblical worldview. That's the Pentecostals, the Charismatics, Independence, Evangelical, Baptist, Assembly of God, on and on. Why? Because so many of their people have gone to public schools, universities, watch movies, Mainline news, they have synchronized with the culture of America. They've adapted their values. They cohabitate. They see nothing wrong with premarital sex. Nothing wrong with fornication. Because of the movies, again, the Marxist professors in the public schools and universities. 6% have a biblical world. This is shocking. Quote, Every Christian can and should obtain a biblical worldview, which is only achieved when a person believes that the Bible is true, authoritative, and then taught how it is applicable in everyday life, which enables them to live out those beliefs, Perkins stressed in a statement. That means, ladies and gentlemen, there is absolute authority. There is a right and there is a wrong. It's not your opinion. There's right and wrong. It's not my little God, my God, my Jesus. No, it's the Bible's Jesus, and you adapt to his values. You don't change his values to fit into your mindset. People want to make their own little Jesus, the Tower of Babel, their own little God. You've got so many Christians say all religions lead to the same God. No, they don't. Do you, do you ever read your Bible? God in the Bible says all religions come from Satan, from Lucifer, from hell itself. And you're damned if you follow another religion. The data found, among other things, that 
while 51% of American adults said they have a biblical worldview, only 6% of American adults actually hold to this worldview. Barna drew the conclusion of the inconsistency among the 51% reporting a biblical worldview by noting that many of the questions to determine worldview found this group technically outside of the pollsters defined as biblical worldview. For example, of the 51%, 49% said that reincarnation was a possibility after they die. Reincarnation. What are you, a Hindu? You say you're a Christian you believe in reincarnation? Meanwhile, only three, 33% said they believe that human beings are born with a sinful nature, can only be saved from the consequences of sin by Jesus Christ. Christians have a duty to stand against the prevailing cultural ties and proclaim God's truth to a dark and wandering world, Perkins stated. But before you stand, you need a solid ground. Man, 6%, 6%, S-I-X, 6% of Americans, only 6%, have a biblical world view. You know, Bible says, wide is the gate to hell, and most will find it. Narrow is the gate to heaven, and few there be that find it. I think you better understand there's a heaven, there's a hell, there's a lake of fire. Frankly, most people and most, quote, Christians will go to hell. Frankly, most pastors will go to hell. Because they don't have a biblical world view. They've twisted the scriptures to conform to culture to their denomination, allowing sin under the Federal Council of Churches, mainline churches. You wonder what's wrong with America? The pastor behind the pulpit is what's wrong with America. Another headline news, the Christian Post, 43%, 43% of millennials don't know, don't care, don't believe God exists. Wow. 43% of millennials don't know, don't care, and don't believe God exists. This is sick. How did we get to this state? But the pastor behind the pulpit, Watchman Nee, would say, is not preaching the unadulterated word of God with absolute authority, absolute truth. Because the pastor is more in love with himself than Jesus Christ. That's exactly what God showed me in my 1985 vision that changed the course of my life, changed my career from law enforcement to ministry. That vision where I saw apocalyptic events, the heart of God breaking. And I asked why, he said, because the church is in love with the world more than me. I asked why, he said, because of the pastor behind the pulpits. Israel, let me read a little bit about this conflict, Gaza analysis. Revive Israel by Asher Intrater. Intrater. It says, Hamas opened fire, shooting 150 missiles into Israel at 6.02 p.m. on Monday, May 10. And it brought a strong Israeli military response. 4,400 rockets fired toward Israel from Gaza. 20% approximately fell within Gaza. 90% of those crossed into Israel were intercepted. 100 kilometers of the metro underground terror 
bunkers inside Gaza were destroyed. Over 200 Gazans were reportedly killed. The majority of Hamas and Islamic Jihad terrorists, among them 25 of their top leaders. 675 rocket launching sites of various types and levels in Gaza were destroyed. 35 buildings used by Hamas were destroyed. Various Hamas and Jihad training camps and weapons developed sites were destroyed. 10 Israelis were killed by Hamas rocket attacks, one Indian, two Arabs, two Thai workers, and five Jews. Some of the points for consideration in light of media attacks on Israel. Israel did not want this war. It was started by Hamas. Israel also suffered in this conflict, mostly because of the disruption of life, trauma, and fear. The overall damage to the Palestinians was greater. It says the conflict is not between Jews and Arabs, as racists on both sides would try to claim. Actually, within Israel, many of the Arabs and Jews live together very friendly cooperation. Israeli Arabs have high positions in medicine, parliament, business, the judiciary, including the Supreme Court justice. The conflict is not even from Muslim countries toward Israel, as Israel has peace with several Muslim, several Muslim nations, notably Egypt and Jordan. The conflict is based in the hatred of Islamic extremist groups toward Israel and toward Christian Arabs. The conflict was started by the terrorist organizations Hamas and Islamic Jihad, along with other Islamic extremist groups like Hezbollah, ISIS, and the Ayatollah regime in Iran proudly proclaim their goal of the total destruction of Israel. The claim that Israel desired genocide of the Palestinians is patently untrue. There has never been any government statement to that effect, nor is it the sentiment of the vast majority of the Israeli public. Quite the opposite is true. The genocide of Israel is clearly called for by all Islamic extremist groups. The goal of 100%, once again, the 100 goal, 100% goal of every missile shot into Israel was aimed at injuring or killing Israeli citizens. They want to kill innocent Israeli citizens. That's what these people want to do. The 100% goal of every Isla Israeli army attack was to avoid civilians and only reach terrorist infrastructure. Again, totally the opposite. The terrorists want to kill Israeli citizens. Israel only wants to kill the terrorist. Says the IDF made unprecedented effort to protect civilian lives in Gaza, including legal counsel with every attack, scanning areas for civilians present, even warning those living in an area soon to be attacked to get out. The, deliver, the deliberate intent of Israel to avoid civilian casualties and the deliberate intent of Hamas and Islamic Jihad to target civilians is quite significant that one should not overlook. The, you know, you look at the morality of it. The claim of Israel occupation of Gaza is totally incorrect. Israel pulled all of its citizens out of Gaza 8,600 in number during the months of August and September 2005. Not one Jew lives in Gaza. Not one IDF soldier serves in Gaza. I'm just showing you how the media lies. Lies, 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 lies. 
The blockade against Gaza is only concerning material that can be used for terrorist activity. All economic, business, humanitarian goods are given free entry. For this reason, Egypt also cooperates with the blockade. Terrorist tactic force civilian casualties on their own people in order to influence public opinion. The martyr-suicidal mentality is part of their strategy. Therefore, Hamas and Islamic Jihad place rocket launchers and military infrastructure within civilian locations, including schools, hospitals, banks, etc. Life is not hard in Gaza because of Israel oppression, but because of the brutal Hamas dictatorship. When Hamas took over Gaza in 2006, they murdered thousands of their own people, including the PLO leaders. Gaza sits on a priceless beach property similar to Ashkelon, Ashdod, and Tel Aviv to the north. There's no reason this area could not be extremely prosperous. A river area of the Middle East, other than that fact that Hamas uses the millions of dollars it receives from the international community to build tunnels and weapons instead of economic development for their own people. Israel has immensely stronger military capacity than Gaza. Therefore, it was bizarre for Hamas to start missile attacks on Israel, knowing that Israel would respond. And it's bizarre for Hamas to claim victory after the conflict, considering the massive damage and suffering it caused their own people. That this proves that inciting public opinion against Israel was their only real goal. The presumption that Israel is evil because it is stronger is incorrect. That is an immoral conclusion based on irrational moral equivalency that does not take into account the wider political or historical context. Ladies and gentlemen, we could go on and on. I want to get to my message tonight, living under God's authority. Living under God's authority. In today's world, men are more and more living under ungodly tyranny, tyrants, dictators, etc. In America, we are living under lawlessness. Joe Biden, like his mentor, Barack Hussein Obama, along with the Clintons, have been involved in the stealing of a presidential election. Many are reporting. To top of the Republic of the United States of America, built upon Judeo-Christian laws, morality, and ethics. They want to force Americans into accepting the new world's orders, anti-Christ morality, a free sex, alternate lifestyle, abortion, homosexuality, lesbianism, transgender, boys and girl latrines, etc. They are turning America into Sodom and Gomorrah. And judgment is sure to happen without a national repentance. Again, according to George Barna, only 6% of Americans have a biblical worldview that believes the Bible is true, authoritative, and applicable with absolute truth and morality for today. The only hope for Christians in America and around the world is to be living under God's authority. My message is living under God's authority. Text Luke 22, 41 through 42. And he was withdraw from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. 
Point number one, Jesus was under authority. Jesus taught the principle of being under authority. Moreover, he lived it out in his day-to-day experience. He was a man under authority, set by God. He walked in divine authority. He walked in divine order in his relationship with God and with the authorities governing his world. Although he challenged the hypocrisy of those who claimed authority, he never violated their positions. He didn't usurp, resist authority, even when he was arrested and falsely accused. Point number two, are you under authority? People carelessly resist headship without realizing how serious that can be. In subtle ways, they speak against leadership or refuse to comply with decisions they find objectionable. Some people even withhold the payment of taxes assessed by the government because they believe those taxes are unjust, misappropriated, or carelessly spent. The same holds true within the church, sometimes even more so. People withhold their tithes and offerings because they disagree with decisions made by their pastors and elders. Their honest concern may be that the leaders will not use their money correctly, forgetting that the tithes belong to the Lord, not to them. Headship exists so God has someone to hold accountable for he will being, you know, his will being done on earth, not so people can pay for ministry. Again, headship exists so God has someone to hold accountable for his will being done in the earth, not so people can pay for ministry. When people resist authority by speaking against it or by taking matters into their own hands, they resist God. In so doing, they become accountable to God for their actions instead of their leaders being held accountable. Let me say it again. When people resist authority by speaking against it or taking matters into their own hands, they resist God. In so doing, they become accountable to God for their actions instead of their leaders being accountable. Coming into God's divine order and having God's rule in our lives is for our benefit. It allows us to draw close to Him through the spirit, and our peace grows. We don't find ourselves at war all the time, constantly, constantly being in conflict with ourselves, our relationships, and more particularly with the devil. Jesus destroyed the works of the devil, the Bible says. When Jesus was confronted, he dispelled the enemy's power with a word. Quote, it is Written, unquote. He said to the devil, Satan, time and time again, it is written that a benefit we gain from being under God's authority, we have the power of God's word. That's the benefit. When we're under God's authority, we have the power of God's word as a shield against war. When we see disturbances arise on our borders, we can immediately deal with it and put an end to it. As Christians, we stand under the provision and protection 
of the government of God. This simply increases our peace, more specifically multiplies our peace, causing it to thrive. You know, many people don't have peace. They have no peace. Some of them can't sleep. Many people have anxiety disorders. Many people have to even take medication. They have no peace. Some people can't sleep. Are you under God's authority? If you're under God's authority, you can have peace. Point number three. You can increase your peace. 2 Peter 1, 2 through 4. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Wow. I do a program called Unraveling the Scriptures. It's on a different television set in my other studio. But let's unravel this just a little bit. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Each one of us wants grace. We don't want to be condemned. We don't want to be judged unfairly. We don't want God to hold us accountable. We want God's grace. We want other people to give us grace. But let me ask you something. Are you under God's authority? Are you under his authority? Are your borders propped up so you can defend them? Or are your borders torn down because you're not under God's authority? Grace and peace. If we're under God's authority, we have grace. If we have grace, we have peace. We don't have unnecessary warfare. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God. A lack of knowledge, people perish. Many people don't understand the knowledge of God. They don't have the wisdom of God. They don't know the word of God. That's one reason you're supposed to, one, study to show yourself approved unto God. Two, you're supposed to be under authority. You're supposed to be in a church. You say, I don't need to go to the church. It's like a person saying, I don't need a home. You know, frankly, that's the most stupid thing I ever heard. I don't need a home. Well, in Washington State, where you have the four seasons, winter, spring, summer, and fall, you're going to die without a home. You can't live in the elements. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't live without being under God's authority. Under God's authority, there is an Issachar. There's a senior pastor. There's the brethren. You have, again, the walls, the boundaries built up because you're not just alone fighting the enemy. You have an army with you. You have your church. Say, I can't find a church. If you look hard enough, you can find a church. If you really can't find a church, call me. I'll help you start a church. But then get under God's authority. Get under God's authority. Live under the word of God. Be teachable. Be submittable. Be correctable. Be disciple. You know, be a disciple. Let the pastor speak into your life. Let him correct you.
Let him challenge you. Let the word of God deal with you. Or is that why you don't want to go to church? Because you don't want to be dealt with. According as his divine power hath given us all things. Divine power. If you're under God's authority, you have his divine power. You have grace, you have peace, you have power. That pertain unto life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge. Once again, the knowledge. Say, I don't want to go to school. Well, then you're a dummy. Your parents make you go to school. Kindergarten through 12th grade. Many times again, through university. <clears throat> or some type of career training. You either have to go away to school. You have to be home taught. You got to go to a Christian school, a public school. But you got to go to school. It's the same principle of going to church. You need to obtain knowledge. Of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Call us to glory. Do you want to receive glory? In other words, do you want to live with the glory cloud, with God's blessing? Do you want to see heaven? You must come under God's authority. Virtue, virtue. Are you a virtuous person? Or are you a lustful person? Are you a virtuous person? Are you a rebel? Are you a virtuous person? Are you a hypocrite? Are you a backbiter? Are you a murmur? Are you a gossiper? Do you cause schisms? Do you split churches? whereby are given unto exceedingly great and precious promises. <clears throat> given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises. Do you want the promises of God coming to pass in your life? Do you have an army surrounding you? In other words, a body of believers? Or you're trying to defend your boundaries yourself. You can't do it. Me, myself, and I never survive. Other than self-destruction. If you want to receive the great and precious promises, you need to be under God's authority. That by these might be partakers of the divine nature. By these. Then you can partake of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. Who's lust? Well, part of it is your lust. If you're not under God's authority. Your lust will damn your soul, your soul, your will, mind, and emotions. You know, if you see somebody who never wants to be under God's authority, never wants to go to church, doesn't want to be accountable, let me tell you, you see a very selfish troublemaker. Now, if, if you don't like that, then why don't you face yourself and get right with God and get under God's authority? You know, World Ministries International is also called the Church Without Walls. If you're really located somewhere and there's no church, you can receive our materials, you can study, you can be held accountable. The church without walls. But you need to come under authority, God's authority. You need to be developed. It is vitally important to become a partaker of the divine nature. You can't fight Satan on your own. That's why God gave us the ecclesia, one another. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor, the church. So we can be a partaker of the divine nature. So we can move in miracles, the supernatural. So we can partake, grafted in, to God's nature. This only happens to the degree that you allow Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life. That you allow. You're saying, why am I messed up? Because you're not under God's authority. You're messed up because you're an independent, 
person, probably selfish, narrow-minded, you allow Jesus to be the Lord of your life to that degree you become a partaker of the divine nature. This we know. But the application of his lordship is a mystery to many people because they do not experience a peace that comes with grace. Again, once again, peace and grace. Point number three, you can increase in peace if you're under God's authority. Grace is unmerited favor, God's unmerited favor. Do you want God's unmerited favor or do you want to always have a whipping, a spanking? Do you need to always be chastised? Are you just a little rebel that runs against the brick wall? You never go to a higher wall because you're just stubborn. Your head keeps hitting the same wall. I preached this sermon 20 years ago called Around the Block. Some people go around the block, around the block, around the block, around the block. You know, it takes them 20 years to get to an, another block because they're so stubborn and they never receive the grace of God, the peace of God. They have nothing but fighting, squabbles, unnecessary war. Everybody, they, you know, they have problems with everybody. There's no peace. Divorce after divorce. Grace is unmerited favor poured out freely on all who believe in Jesus. Peace is different. It's the absence of conflict with God, his word, his people, his creation. Peace. God gives unmerited favor. Peace is absence of conflict with God. If you want peace, you must be under God's authority. If not, you are walking into a typhoon. You're walking into the wilderness without water. Peace is the absence of conflict with God. His word. Conflict. In other words, if you don't get under God's authority, you're always being chastised and corrected by God. He allows things to come into your life to get your attention. And you're always in a problem. Absence of conflict with his word. His people, his creation. That's what peace is. That's what can happen if you come under God's authority. We easily embrace the absence of conflict with God. We quickly communicate the absence of conflict with his word. Though we sometimes are reluctant to obey its commands. We recognize there are times we come into conflict with his people. Having stark disagreements or allowing ourselves to be wounded and unforgiving. So what does it mean to be at peace? We can see everything that is shalom, define increase through the knowledge of him who has called us into glory and virtue. So once again, to summarize it, we can embrace the absence of conflict with God. We can embrace it. We can come under his authority. We can quickly communicate the absence of conflict with his word if we come under God's authority. Though sometimes, again, we're slow to obey its commands. And during that process, we have more conflict until we learn to follow his commands. Like a child learns to follow the commands and, of the parents or they get in trouble. We recognize there's times when we come into conflict with God's people until we mature by coming under God's authority. And then we have peace with our fellow men. As we come under God's authority, we learn not to be wounded and 
vengeful, hateful. We learn to forgive. Drawing close to God through the Spirit establishes an intense shalom or friendship with God. We learn to know God better and better. We become familiar with His Word, His way, which causes our peace to expand. Our confidence and security grow strong, so our faith is reinforced, allowing us to declare God's will effectively. His promises, previously just words on a page in the Bible, are transformed in the unwavering knowledge written in our minds and our hearts when we're under God's authority. Instead of knowing about him, we come to a place where we know him as a personal friend, a companion, and that is peace with Jesus daily. That peace allows us to come to peace with men. We know that this is a process that requires transformation of our minds, hearts, and wills. Submitting to authority, regardless of where it has been delegated, forces us to come to terms with ourselves and do so Doing so, we come to the greatest peace. Conclusion, the world is in a state of war with God. And those that want to be ambassadors of God, all of those martyrs in the Old and New Testament were at peace with God, even though they confronted and resisted evil kings, pharaohs, and dictators. Elijah versus Ahab and Jezebel, Moses versus Pharaoh, David versus Goliath, Esther versus Haman, Daniel in the lion's den, John the Baptist versus King Herod, Paul versus the Sanhedrin and Rome, Jesus versus the scribes and Pharisees and Pilate. The list is an ending of the past and present and even future martyrs for the faith. Those that won't take the mark of the beast Reverend Watchman Nee resisted communism in China. Reverend Dietrich Bonhoeffer resisted the Nazis and Hitler. Reverend John Muhlenberg led the men in his congregation in the American Revolution. God's people defeating the armies of the Philistines. Egypt in the Red Sea. The 33 cities in Canaan. The Promised Land. Now the church in America needs to resist unconstitutional policies and laws so Christians don't lose their freedom and go into slavery. And through it all, we can have peace no matter what. Like Paul and Silas who were tortured and put in prison had peace. And the miracle happened. The earthquake, the chains came off. And the jailer accepted Christ. Come under God's authority. Experience His peace. Because this world is in war. But you can have peace. You can be under God's authority. You can see miracles. We can have victories. And you and I will have eternal life. We'll be under the blood. The angels will be around us. God will be with us. His Holy Spirit inside of us. And we'll see victories and miracles. We'll see salvations. And when two billion people die because of the plagues of God against the enemies of God, you'll be under the blood, like the blood that protected the Hebrews when the plagues came against the Egyptians. God bless you. My phone number is at World Ministries International. 360 
Eight. You may telephone World Ministries International. Operators will be waiting in case you want to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior or if you want to make a donation. 360-629-5248. You can write to me at WMI, that's World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. WMI, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. My website is www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. If you want to be getting my newsletters twice free every month, send me an email request to warning at worldministries.org. That's warning at worldministries.org. Again, my website, www.worldministries.org. You can see our television programs, where to find them. We're also on Roku, Warning TV, Jonathan Hansen. We're on Rumble. Again, Warning TV, Jonathan Hansen. Be under God's authority. Let God's grace and peace be with you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thank you for coming on tonight. My brother. We'll see you next time. God bless you, Shannon. God bless you. Love you. Love you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.